Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. Morning, everyone. Um, uh, my name is Luke. Uh, I am married to Sarah. We've got four kids. We've been at Northridge for a while, and it's just a blessing to say that. Um, uh, uh, today, uh, we are continuing our series on the power of God uh, as we get close to Easter. Um, and I just know that God is going to move this morning. That's, I, I've, I've got a confidence in it. Well, A, because I know that his word is a double-edged sword, and so we'll cut in and do its work. But B, um, there's, been, there's been a bit of warfare with our family going on. Um, so, and that's fine because we've got the God of the universe on our side, but it's, it just, I just know that when that's happening, I'm, my prayer is that the Spirit will be working and doing stuff today. Uh, Kath last week talked about G, the power of God through Jesus' suffering uh, and the humiliation he went through. Um, and Kath talked about the power that was there in Jesus' suffering. And the, the phrase that stuck with me is that uh, humility is never humiliation in Jesus. Um, and Kath encouraged us, at, just as Jesus encouraged his disciples, to focus on Christ, remember Christ uh, in the times of our suffering. Today we're going to move from his period of suffer, suffering into uh, the cross and Jesus' death. Uh, we will look at sin and the wonderful, gracious, freedom-giving message that we have power over sin and even over death itself in Jesus Christ. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, read from the Bible. Love that. Uh, and uh, if you've got your Bibles there, it's Hebrews 2 that we're going to uh, wrestle with this morning. So it'd be good to have it in front of you. Um, Hebrews 2, 14. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit further than what's on the screen to three, chapter 3, verse 1, um, but follow along with me. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it's not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Therefore, holy brothers, who share in the heavenly calling, Fix your thoughts on Jesus, the Apostle and High Priest, whom we confess. I'm going to stop there. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, I am a jar of clay. We are jars of clay. And yet, uh, we have treasures in us. We have your treasure in us. So I just pray that you would uh, use me, help me to be a uh, vessel for your word, and may your treasure go out, and uh, may there be freedom um, in this place this morning. Amen. 
Uh, two nights ago, Sarah and I sat down to watch a movie. Now, that, I'm just going to pause on that sentence because that's miraculous for quite a few reasons. One of which is uh, Sarah and I sat down. Um, sitting down is a beautiful thing. I don't know, we underappreciate it, but there's been moments where I've been um, in the bathroom, <laughs> on the toilet going, I love sitting down. <laughs> and, and Sarah's just walked past and gone, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just not even going to open my eyes right now. I'm just sitting down. So, so that's a miracle. Um, um, uh, the other thing is that, is that we watched a movie. That's the other thing that we actually got through a movie. I think sometimes our, weekend, uh, sometimes our evenings kind of, um, they, they kind of just involve collapsing on the bed and someone mumbling, I love you, good night. What? What did you say? I don't know. I'm just going to sleep. Um, so to actually sit down and watch a movie was a fantastic thing um, because our evenings can be essentially pentathlons. I, I, don't, I don't know if you know about the modern pentathlon. The modern pentathlon is actually pretty soft compared to the evenings that we have sometimes. But the, the events in the modern pentathlon are swimming, fine, running, yep, um, pistol shooting, it's a bit weird, fencing, which is even more weird, uh, and then... The last one that, I, and when I looked this up, I just had to make sure that it was right, equestrian show jumping. And I was like, so you can swim, run, shoot a gun, fight with a sword, and then you can make a horse bow. Well done, that's great. Um, but for us, our pentathlon is dinner uh, first, first event, um, where we all just kind of get psyched up about, you know, the meal that's been lovingly prepared. How many mouthfuls can you do? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Right, we've got other events. We can't stall on dinner. Uh, then uh, the next one is brushing teeth. Yes, you do have to brush your teeth. Yes, did you brush your teeth? Have you brushed your teeth? No, not this morning. I'm talking about since dinner. Have you brushed your teeth? Uh, then we move on to uh, the um, showers. Um, which is essentially swimming for us um, uh, as we try and get everyone showered. Uh, and then uh, finally, um, we have the pyjamas getting on. Yes, you have to wear winter pyjamas. Yes, it's freezing. No, you cannot go to summer pyjamas in uh, 10 degrees. Uh, and then finally, it's getting to bed. And, and really, you've kind of run all those events but then you're left with a marathon because the bed, getting to bed, is like when you're depleted, but that's the connection point. That's the kind of the, how is your day? Let's pray. And then, so, um, so it was, yeah, great that Sarah and I got to sit down and watch a movie. Um, we watched the movie called Free Solo. I'm not sure if my slides are in action, but... Um, we, it was, it's won the Academy Award for the best documentary feature this year. Um, and it's about, um, uh, so Free Solo, uh, a, a man, um, Alex, 34, who has climbed some of the world's highest peaks with no ropes, no harnesses, no protection whatsoever. Um, so you can see here, this is the moonlight buttress at Utah, which, so he's climbing essentially Sydney Tower, with just him. Um, and uh, so, oh, and also the next slide, this documentary, he's actually climbing something that's 2,307 metres tall, um, which defies belief, really. Um, 
But he had some really interesting statements, really interesting statements about death and about fear. So in his opinion, the physical barrier is nothing, um, which I understand, being at my peak physical fitness. Um, but he says, why are you laughing? Uh, he says that really it's not the physical barrier, it's the mental barrier. That's, that's what enables him to achieve these feats. So, but as the documentary continues, you realise that he's had to sacrifice a lot to get to that mental state. So he does not have deep relationship. And I would say with anyone. Uh, he doesn't tell people that he's going to do these free solo events um, because he doesn't want the pressure or, or anything to interrupt his mental state. Um, he's he's self-proclaimed pretty, self pretty morose. He's in, in fact, he's pretty nihilistic, I would say. And so it got me thinking, is that what it takes? Is that what it takes to, as Hebrews says, um, be, uh, to get out of slavery of fear of death? Is that what it takes? To cut off everyone so that you don't love anyone, so that you won't be hurt, so that you won't fear their dying, fear death itself. Um, obviously, I'm here to say this morning that is not uh, the way forward. Um, and it's not what the writer of Hebrews would suggest either. The writer of Hebrews, if we go to the next slide, thanks Liz. Um, the writer of Hebrews, oh, sorry, forgot his quote. Um, but I'm just going to move on from that. Um, we'll keep going. Thanks, Liz. Um, so the writer of Hebrews talks about um, those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. So the question this morning, how much of our addiction, dysfunction, sinful choices originate in this fear of death? And how do we move past that? And it's not, I don't think it's necessarily that we carry around a fear of death. Maybe it's a kind of a fear of dying. Um, but we definitely can become enslaved by a thousand different ways of avoiding death, dying, and its effects. For example, the fear of death can lead to greed as we try and shore up all our resources and be financially uh, secure and set for the rest of our lives so we don't have to worry about uh, dying. We can even parent out of a fear of death. For our kids, we're kind of becoming hyper, uh, like kind of those helicopter parents, really controlling to protect our kids from anything that's going to hurt them. I think primarily fear of death takes away our courage though, right? So fear of death makes us timid in our decision making. It kind of squashes us. If we go to the next slide, Liz, um, Max Licardo says, fear at its centre is a perceived loss of control. When life spins wildly, we grab for a component of life that we can manage. Our diet, the tidiness of a house, the armrest of a plane, or in many cases, people. And the more in insecure we feel, the meaner we become. So how does the writer of Hebrews suggest that we overcome this? If this is you, if you feel enslaved by the fear of death, how can we move forward? And I want to say we can't, not on our own. 
not, not unless we want to cut ourselves off from everyone and lose our joy and become pretty morose. But the writer of Hebrews says that God has and God can overcome any stronghold of fear because of the power of God through what Jesus has accomplished on the cross. So let's have a look back at Hebrews 2. Thanks, Liz, if we go to the next one. Um, so this is our verse. And if we, there's a few ways in which the Hebrews writer declares that uh, we can break free from the power of death. Um, next slide, Liz, please. The first way is that is in Jesus because he shared in our humanity. He shared in our humanity. That was the first rescue plan of God. Because as a pre-incarnate God, he couldn't die for us. He couldn't do anything unless he was human. Um, and if we skip forward, Liz, uh, also he had to die. And next one, um, I really don't know what happened there. Um, but uh, he had to die. And also the Hebrews writer continues in verse uh, 17 that this is why no, that's fine. Go back, please. That's fine. Um, that this is why he had to share in our humanity. This is why. He says he had to become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. In the Old Testament, high priests made offerings, made physical offerings of animals and other things for the people so that God could forgive them. So the writer of Hebrews is saying Jesus had to become this high priest to make this sin offering for the people to rescue us from this fear of death. And I want to suggest that it's not a high priest kind of, I always picture high priests like kind of up on a whole lot of stairs in front of God's people, very distant, very removed, kind of doing the whole service and the um, sacrifice. But that's not what the term high priest means in this context. The high priest here is a high priest who knows us, who is our counsellor, who has gone through everything that we are going through. A high priest who has, been, who has grieved, who has grieved the loss of his friend Lazarus. A high priest who has wept, who has been broken because the people he's ministering to don't know him and don't believe in him. If you have a loved one who does not know Jesus yet, Jesus has been there. Palm Sunday is the perfect example of that, where the people are celebrating and, and recognizing Jesus. But Jesus is, is upset and brokenhearted because he knows that they will reject him. Um, and also he's been torn. He's been mentally torn in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was... Uh, Lord, take this cup from me. So he has felt the emotions. He has been broken as we are. So that's who the high priest that we have. And also he's different to a human high priest in that he was sinless. So the, the lambs and the animals that had to be sacrificed to God uh, had to be spotless, had to be sinless, had to be without blemish. So Jesus came to be also the pure offering to God because he was sinless so that he could atone, so that he could take away God's anger at us 
for our sins. So he took the punishment that we deserve for all our sins, past, present, future. He didn't just become a high priest to make an offering. He became the high priest to also be the offering. And in that way, Good Friday is essentially the meaning of Christmas, why he was born, why he lived to ultimately die. And so the writer of Hebrews says, oh, and also if we go to the next slide, great quote, that which he has not assumed, he has not healed. If we keep moving, Liz, um, the next way is that he broke the power of him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. So essentially, Jesus' death defeated the devil, took the power of death away. Because that's Satan's ultimate weapon, right? That's his, that's his weapon, to, to, to condemn us before God with our unforgiven sin. And in the cross, Jesus just eradicated that, blew it away. But Satan wants to keep going. Satan wants to keep you sinning, keep you from having faith in the God who loves you, to tempt you, to whisper those fears into your ear, your anxiety, those anxieties into your soul. And he will try to condemn you. But in his death, in taking the punishment for our sins, there is no condemnation now. A beautiful message. Only forgiveness. He defanged the devil. So we can see from Hebrews that Jesus has shared in our humanity. He died for us and atoned for our sins. He took away the devil's weapon of unforgiven sin and freed us from the fear of power of death because the devil has no power anymore. What next? How do we claim those truths? How do they change us? If we go to the next slide, Liz, please. Um, verse 1 of chapter 3 continues. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. That's how, that's, that's it. That's faith, right? That is how we claim those true promises over us and break free from the power of fear of death. Fix our thoughts on Jesus. If we go to the next slide, Liz, Max Licardo puts it like this. Feed your fears and your faith will starve. Feed your faith and your fears will. Now, this is a struggle. I'm, I'm not pretending this is uh, done and dusted once. This is a constant daily battle, and I battle with it a lot. So uh, I can come under that fear of death way too quickly. I can give the devil way too much airtime in my thoughts uh, with fears about, you know, what happens if someone in my family dies? Uh, what happens if someone finds out that you're not doing a perfect job? End of the world. What, what, they're going to be disappointed with me. What happens if someone's disappointed with me? All these fears. So what I'm about to say next, uh, just keep in mind, I am coaching myself in this just as much as I am saying it to you this morning. Um, that this Easter and uh, in the future, um, I want to live in victory. I want to live in victory. I want to be more than conqueror, a conqueror. Because the biggest threat to our life has been defeated. 
The biggest threat to our joy has been defeated. The biggest threat to our uh, security and safety has been defeated. If we go to the next slide, Liz. Um, So I'm going to finish by proclaiming uh, Romans 8 over us, one of my favourite chapters of the Bible, where uh, Paul talks about living life, being free uh, from this power of sin and power of death. What then shall we say in response to these things? Firstly, and Liz, you'll just have to jump down with me. (laughs) Thanks. Firstly, the God of the universe is for you. Next, God, and keep going, Liz, if you can. Oh, okay. Okay, try to keep clicking, but if not, that's fine. Um, God will graciously give you all things because he did not even spare his own son. There is no charge, no condemnation against you. Christ Jesus, who died, and more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. And finally, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Not death, not the devil, nothing in all creation. Let me quickly go over that again. If you have a fear of not being held by God, God of the universe is for you. If you have a fear of not being provided for, of not having uh, the means necessary to provide for your loved ones, God will graciously give you all things because he did not even spare his own son for us. If you feel that condemnation of yourself or from others, there is no charge, there is no condemnation against you. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding, present case, interceding for us. And if you are not sure whether you are loved by God, if there is too much junk in your life that God couldn't want to be in a relationship with me, then nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Not death, not the devil, nothing in all creation can separate you from the love of Christ. We are more than conquerors. I'm going to pray for us now. I just want to give you a couple of seconds to wrestle with those promises. Which ones encourage you, but which ones make you pause and go, really? Because that's where we need to pray into. Which, which promises do you need to claim over this Easter and the rest of your life from Romans 8? Should we stand? If you've got Romans 8 there in front of you, it'd be worth just reading over, starting at verse 28. But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pray that over us all. Um, And then what I'm going to do is just invite you to come up for for more prayer. If there's something that's there that you think, yes, I, I am one of those people that Hebrews talks about that has been living under the power of death and you want freedom, please come forward. Now is the time. And we can lay hands on you and do that in the name of Jesus. But first, let me just, let me just 
pray over us. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the victory, for the victory that was won through sending your son to share in our humanity and for him to die. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you did that. We thank you that through your father's power you were risen from the dead and we thank you that we can share in that power to have complete freedom from the fear of death. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are for us. We thank you that you will give us all things. We thank you that there is no condemnation against us, that you don't condemn us, you intercede for us. And thank you that there is nothing that can separate us from your love, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, as we leave this place, Lord, may we be more than conquerors. May we live in victory this Easter, claiming the promises that were achieved through your death and resurrection. Amen.